a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by Alpine Star Protects. Thank you for listening. Another sound check episode looking forward to this it should be a lot of fun uh people you people seem to like these things which uh i'm i'm awesome i'm i'm, I'm flattered i should say that you guys like them because uh kind of a neat idea kind of something that uh, came to mind that people uh you know, you never really know when you when you do something like this, but uh, you you people like it, and thank you. So, uh, Fly Racing for 2018, Fly Racing created the most lightest, most comfy and durable gear yet. Gear that lasts and gear that performs ride after ride, race after race. Prepare, perform, and progress with Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. Please check them out. They've got uh, the Boa system on their pants. They're first to do that, and in 18, they uh, they did it for two different lines. So please check them out. Also, to Alpine Star protects the uh, Bionic. Neck Support Tech Carbon Brace, the A1 Roost Guard, or the Fluid Tech Carbon Knee Brace uh, also. All great products. You know the A-Star name from their great line of boots. And they've got a whole line of protection products as well that uh, fit right, work right, and uh, look cool also. Although a lot of this stuff goes underneath your gear. All right. Time for another sound check episode. Thanks to Fly Racing. Thanks to Alpine Stars. I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line, former pro rider. Works at PulpMX.com, KieferIncTesting.com, a few other manufacturer stuff that he does on the download. Chris Kiefer, what's up, buddy? How are you? Long time, Steve. Gosh. You missed me already? It's been, what, two days? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, <laughs> so you were like one of the first, when I started doing this, you were definitely one of the first guys um, that I thought of that would want to do this. And truthfully, it took you forever to pick your songs, dude. Oh, my God. Well, when you started this, so uh, we didn't really actually talk and say, hey, I'm going to do it. But I just like, okay, I'm going to put my list together. And I'm like, holy crap, I couldn't do it. It took me literally, honestly, over a month. And I gave Heather headaches every night because I'd lay in bed and try to figure it out. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So yeah. what you see yeah. what you see right now is a matter of over a month of work. <laughs> so into it. Well, music's important, though. <laughs> like, music's important to me. I'm passionate about it. And obviously, you're the same kind of way. So, um, you know, I'm, I, the other guys love it, too. But I could see where it take 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 you so long. Like, I have no idea how long it would take me. I think I'd be the same as you. I mean, honestly, like, it's weird for me because Heather will laugh. And she'll be like, we'll be, we'll be like, driving somewhere. And it's just certain instruments that grab me, and for some reason, it'll just hit me, and I'll, my my whole eyes will start welling up. And she's like, "What the frick is wrong with you?" <laughs> and I'm like, Dude, "It's just the instruments. I don't know what it is." So yeah. it, it must run to my family or right. something. But if I had to rank it, it would be family, dirt bike, sandwiches, music. Yeah, yeah. 
Ah, that's that's good. I um uh I've done five of these so far. AC Seeley, Osborne, Daniel Blair, Ralph Shaheen, and yours is by far the closest list to mine as far as what I had in my iTunes. I think I only had to buy okay. one song, maybe, maybe two. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so I had them all on my iTunes. They're, they're not my list necessarily, but all music that I've listened to or listened to at some point, you know. So I'm shocked that you actually had some of these in your phone. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I've got a lot of music on my on my phone, and, on my, and I'm like, why do I have this? But but I had your stuff. Um, so before we begin and get into it and talk about uh, yeah. everything and your thoughts on it, um, who didn't make the list? Who who was number eleven? Who was number twelve? Uh, well, I had Blink in there, yeah, um, but that that got clipped, uh, and also some of the other music that I that I do like that was little that was a little harder. Um, I, Nirvana, I love Nirvana. That wasn't in there, uh huh. And uh, but there's a, there's a couple in there from that era, but I just couldn't fit ten of them in there. And I tried to to put double up a little bit, but Pookie got mad, and I didn't want to do it. No, nope, so. can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Um, I try, I really tried to get 11. You wouldn't let me have 11. No. The only reason Osborne got 11 was because I screwed up and put it in there. <laughs> well, he, um, he's a champion. He deserves 11. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, I know exactly, right? Um, and, and also, too, something I like to ask everybody, like, what are some of the favorite concerts you've been to? What What are some bands that you love to go see? Or where, You know, I'll never forget the first concert I ever saw was Motley Crue and the Feel Good Tour. And I saw Pumpkins, and it was great. And, of course, you know, all, all the regular stuff that uh, that I've already talked about over and over. But for you, what are a few concerts that really that's really moved you? Um, a couple that stand out to me. The first concert I've ever been to was Pearl Jam and Neil Young. So um, those two together were was insane. That's the first time I ever got sucked into, like, uh, where the crowd is really tight and it starts moving and waving, and I yeah, couldn't yeah. even move. And the whole thing was just insane. And that was up in San Francisco, so that was a really cool area to see a concert. Um, and honestly, like, uh, Counting Crows were really good. I know you and I went and saw them, and it wasn't good, but the before you showed up, they were really good. <laughs> so that was another one that I really enjoyed. Um, those, those two guys, actually, there's a, and Third Eye Blind was excellent. When we went there, I think that was, like, the top three concerts that I've been to. Yeah, I'm glad you like Third Eye Blind. Like, everybody just remembers them from Semi-Charm Life. And I'm like, no, 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 they've got a whole whack of good songs. They're still putting out good stuff, and they're a great live show. So Yeah, and, and honestly, he sounds damn near the same he does on yeah. his album, so that's why I like it. Yeah. What would you think of the Hagar show we went to? Actually, that was cool, too. I, I, I'm not a big Hagar guy. I grew right. up a little bit with my around my parents, but, I mean, yeah, it was cool. He's, he's, he's awesome. He's a good performer. I'm going to put it that way. Yeah, yeah, leave it at that, right? Um, all right, let's get into this. And so you're, we're going to play the music, play the song, and uh, you're going to tell us a little bit about uh, why you picked it, what it means to you, and everything else, all right? so. All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. First stop in uh, Chris Kiefer's soundcheck. Here we go. I'm going to go to the 
Valkyrie oh, missile. <laughs> God. Uh, hey, I, people say AC was all about them. Dude, I've been about a and for since they started. So yeah. I'm pre-Adam Cintrello. <laughs> the only thing I can't get how wacky Tom DeLonge, DeLonge is out of my head. Yeah. Yeah, see, later, his later stuff got really, really weird, but that yep. was off their first album. And yep. when I listen to that album, it just kind of takes me back to where, you know, it's like you talked about before, like music takes you back to somewhere. And it takes me back to when um, Casey Johnson was living with me here at home. And every morning we'd go, you know, we'd stretch and we'd go run and we'd do something. We'd always have Angels and Airwaves on, but how we discovered it was... You know, we kind of listen to Blink. We're like, oh, Tom started a new new band. Let's, let's yeah. check it out. And uh, while we were making coffee, hanging out for breakfast, we put it on. And, it, dude, it instantly just grabbed me. And this is going to sound shocking to you, but I like music that builds and climaxes, right? <laughs> so right. that's what Angels and Airwaves, a lot of their music, you have this soft, you know, yeah. tone and it slowly builds, 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 and it just, boom, it just has its climax, and it just, it's, to me, it's really moving music. Yeah. Yeah, there are only two discs, right, for them, and that was it? No, they had four discs, actually. Oh. One, one, was an e, one was an EP. Okay. They had three discs. Yep. So, uh, We Don't Need to Whisper, which was that one, I Empire, and then Love. Love was part one and part two. They had two parts, and, uh, and all three of those albums are really good. Yeah. That's, so, it's, uh, and that last one, last one they had was 2012. That was the last one yeah. that was actually good. Right, right. It's uh, yeah, they're real. Um, you can see Tom's fascination with like space and aliens and this and stuff. It comes through in that in that in that Angels and Airwaves EP for sure. Yeah, and it, I guess it's kind of like what they say, space rock or whatever. But it is kind of like out of this world kind of music, just kind of like that building and like takes you somewhere. Yeah. You know, that's why I like it. It kind of takes me somewhere. Um, I'm not in the moment. That kind of music just kind of makes you go somewhere else. Right. 2006, it came out. So you would have been still been racing. Yeah, I was racing uh supercross and I think Casey was just stopping, um, just kind of riding, trying to figure out what he was going to do. And he was helping me at, at Yamaha at, right. at the time doing testing. And, uh, yeah, he, he was really into it, too. And we actually uh, went and saw him in concert in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And they are not as good in concert as they are on the disc. So. <laughs> no, you can see that's a heavily studio-manufactured song, you know, and, and yeah. a lot of them are. So. Um, and uh, even when I saw Blink, too, they weren't, as, they weren't as good either. Right. All right, next up, Chris Kiefer Soundcheck. Here we go. Uh, real good one for me. I, I like, I'm glad you picked this one. Here we go. Okay. There's a hard moon rising on the streets tonight There's a reckless feeling in your heart as you head out tonight Through the concrete canyons to the midtown lights Where the latest neon promises are burning bright Only 
it was always the doors, Bob Seeger, cream, all these, yeah. you know, bands. And I think that kind of stuck with me over the years. But like I said, this fire inside song though, it's well past his prime. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, like people don't remember this song. They just write it off. They are, all they talk about is, you know, Hollywood nights and night moves and, and roll me away. And, the dozens other songs. So, and I, and it's funny because I think I stumbled across this song at I, I, on a movie I was watching, and I heard it. Yeah, it was. And I immediately uh, knew it was his voice. It's Beverly Hills Cop. Like, oh, that's a great Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, two, and I was like, I believe. It was a yeah. great song. Yep. Oh, that's why we're so, friends. And it, I it, think. It, yeah. <laughs> it was actually hard to find until he put out a best uh, the best of album. Yep. Um, I just couldn't find that. I couldn't find the song at all. So Not me. I bought it. I heard it on the soundtrack. I bought the soundtrack for the song back in the day. Always loved it. Really? Yeah. Um, I was on Beverly Hills Cop, you said? Beverly Hills Cop 2, I believe. 2. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, this next band? Uh, God, you must have struggled. All right. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's hear what you picked. Oh, boy. It must have took you forever.
Kiefer. Goo Goo Dolls name. Gosh. Hey, <laughs> I scratched out seven <laughs> different songs. <laughs> Out of, okay, let's say if I was stuck on a desert island and I had only one band to listen to, Goo Goo Dolls would be the band. Yeah. It's so much great writing in their songs, so much um, so really good riffs. Um, just this song goes way back. I mean, this is off of one of their first albums, but before they were soft and like kind of poppy, like what you hear, they were punk rock. They had a lot of punk rock stuff, so... Um, I didn't really get into that so much, but man, name was right when I heard it. I was all sucked in, and I think I've seen Goo Goo Dolls. Me and Heather seen them at least five or six times. So one of the yeah, one of my favorite bands of all time ever. So uh, again, a band that people would write off as just I don't know, like a total bubble, bubble, bubble gum, gum emo punk punk. But if you listen to some tra- other tracks on their stuff, like yeah, they they can. They can rock it, you know? Like, they have some good, hard-hitting songs, but... Yeah, I mean, like... Uh, Iris and... Yeah, Iris and Name is what everybody remembers and hears, right? Yeah, it's more emo, and, and, you know, I don't want people to think I'm just, like, always sad and, like, bummed out all the time, but, I, I mean, I'm always on the go, or you're writing, and you're always aggressive, so, like, relaxing music is kind of what I, I kind of flock to. Yeah. Um, certain times, and you'll hear some more in this, you know, 10 that I picked, there's some harder stuff, but, like... Um, I'm driving. I think it's great driving music. You know, it was it was tough for me to pick between name slide because slide's a great song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Here is gone too. Here is gone is one of my favorite too. That was off a of Gutterflower. That was back in 2002. But um, there's so many songs. It's just not like a one. Everyone's like, oh, names all they had, dude. They had a lot of great songs. Yeah, absolutely. Does it take you back to uh, memory at all? 1995. Uh, well, name was well. There's another song that it brought me back to some ex chick. Well, we'll get into that whenever you play that. Oh, but uh, okay. But yeah, no name is uh, has been a song that I've had several chicks too. So they remind me of a lot of women. Yeah, <laughs> it was pre Heather. So okay. All right, next up for you, Chris Kiefer, sound check. Here we go. From your face Oh, it kills me that I hurt you this way The worst part is that I didn't even know Now there's a million reasons for you to go But if you can find a reason to stay
Whatever It Takes by Lifehouse. Oh, man. Lifehouse. Yeah. You had that song? No, I think I might have had to buy that one. Okay. I was, like, so shocked that you had that song. Um, a lot of good songs from Lifehouse, too, man. But basically, uh, Heather and Heather and I's wedding song was You and Me from Lifehouse. So that's what um, we, you know. Uh-huh. Walked out of our, you know, out of the aisle with when we got married was Lifehouse. Um, but basically, I know this is a only what an hour podcast where we could talk <laughs> about this song. For uh, so basically, just this song alone. Uh, I worked at Yamaha and driving up and down the hill every fucking day. Listen, drove me I worked at I Yamaha. Tried- it could have driven you to suicide. <laughs> Dude, so it, I was just an asshole every day I came home because the traffic blew me out, the, the work stressed me out, so I just really took it out on Heather, and she, uh, she finally got sick of it one night, and she fucking bailed. So um, that kind of re- obviously ruined me, so she was like, hey, I'm getting divorced, I'm done, wow. you're an asshole, I can't deal with this, <laughs> I'm out. So she bailed on me, and she uh, she left for six months, so... I was home, and of course, just blown the hell out at night. You know, when, as people out there know, when you get divorced or your chick leaves you, you're laying in bed, and the, the thing you think about is, who's humping my chick? Like, someone's humping my chick. I'm freaking out. So that's all I thought about. So I'd listen. Then the stupid song would come on, right? This Lifehouse song. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll have you. I want you back. I don't, you know. So I'm like, shit. So I sent her that song, right? <laughs> and I just kept sending it to her, sending it to her, sending it to her. Finally, she called me and That's goes, so creepy. do you want to go to dinner? Wow. Lifehouse got to Heather. Lifehouse so was, was life. Dude, every time I hear that song, a little piece of me is like, I get checked. I check myself. I'm like, am I being an asshole? I mean, I'm an asshole. Every guy's an asshole. But <laughs> I will never go to that level that I was. So... That's the story behind that song. But just Lifehouse in general, we both like as as a couple. We've seen yeah. them a lot. Been, they're really good in concert. It's more mellow, chickish kind of music. But uh-huh. like I said, I'm I'm a mellow kind of dude. So Six months you guys were broken up for. I didn't know it was that long. Dude, she served me divorce papers. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I mean, in the six months, you know, she, she served me divorce papers. She ended up seeing a dude, right? And... uh she, I sent her this Lifehouse song, and she started thinking, you know, of course, oh, yeah, I don't know if you but when you get broken up or you're getting divorced, you send these 18 fucking page texts to these women, right, of all the shit that you think about. <laughs> and they, I'm sure they read it. So that's what I was doing. I was chipping away at this tree, right, which was Heather. And finally, she broke and says, I'll go to dinner, and that's all it took, right? So she realized, hey. There's a lot of bigger assholes out there than just the one I have. So, um, <laughs> but but I, I mean, straight up, not to get all deep, and, and yeah. this whole thing is going to be deep. But deep. it it, it kind of made our marriage a lot better. It kind of realized what hey, what I need to do better, what she needs to do better, and it, it yeah, to you, me, we're better for that. You know, you need to stop working at Yamaha. ASAP. Dude, and I did. <laughs> I did. No, hey, what's funny is I got laid off, okay, on a on a Friday, uh-huh. and then Saturday, Heather bailed on me. Oh, no way. Oh. Yeah, dude. Uh. So it was like a double fucking whammy. <laughs>
Why I was so crazy? jacked about Steve, man. You, uh, if you would have known me back then, you'd have been like, this guy is so, he's a pussy. Like, this guy's yeah, jacked like, up. Like, you got to pull it together. Like, you got to pull I, it I together. I remember Chris Dennison. It was funny. I was working at Dirt Rider, and I had my iPod in, and we had to take adventure bikes from Riverside to Donner to do a trials event. Uh-huh. So we're on the middle of 395 and BFE going through, getting ready to go through Bishop. And I have my iPod in with my earbuds and Chris is behind me. And he knew I was jacked up right from, cause I kind of told right. him what's going on. And, and of course this music's in my iPod and he's like, <laughs> he pulls up next to me. He's like, are you crying, bro? All I see is this water all over behind me on my goggles. I had to keep water. Um, <laughs> I'll keep wiping my goggles off. There's all this fucking water. Oh, oh it was a bad time, that's, Steve. That's, it was a bad time. That's, that's deep and dark. Let's get into it. The, was, let's man. get into it the was, next one. It was a it was a shitty six months. Right, God. Here, here we go. Here's the next one. Great, great, great EP, man. That's probably one of the better EPs besides Nirvana's Unplugged. That that was, uh, man, that that album's great. I love that album. I can't get into Alice in Chains. Um, you're the third person, I think, that's picked them, and uh, Pingry loves them also. I, I, I can't get into them. I don't know why. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So you like Nirvana and Pearl Jam, though, right? I like Pearl Jam, Nirvana. I'm good on, but like whatever. You know, it's not like I don't like Alice in Chains, but. I just give me do you like drum. Jerry Cantrell more than Lane Staley, or do no, you know? either guy doesn't matter to me. So um, yeah, to me, I like I like Jerry's voice better than Lane's, but uh, I mean Dirt. I mean the album Dirt too. I mean holy shit, that Rooster, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. them, them Bones, you know all that stuff's awesome. Just kind of reminds me of more going back to uh, riding dirt bikes in the '90s, you know. Right. Everyone uh, go, go on the track, and I don't know. Allison Chain just it's like a staple for me. Wow, okay. All right. Uh, next up, here we go. 
money trade But there's no one at the helm And there's a demon in my brain It starts to overwhelm, overwhelm, overwhelm Narcolepsy. Mm. He threw that Another in. Struggle he, for me. He threw that in right, right before we started taping. Yeah, it's uh, you. Well, I got uh, a live version from you, and that kind of like swayed my decision because the live version's so bitching. Um, I was like, God, I love that song, so I went that way. But I had to forget myself, and that was uh, that's one of my favorites too. And that was out of their Out of the Vein album in 2003, but. Once again, one of those albums, the first album they came out with, I think it was self-titled, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. 97? Yeah. yeah. This is that off their first the whole, one. Right? I mean, there's not many albums that every song is good, and that album, every song's good. It, I mean, a somewhat controversial choice for me. Well, what would you pick if you had oh, one third eye blind? Dude, this one would have been, this one would have been 25th on the list. Shut up. I like it. Nothing wrong with it. I enjoy it. I listen to it, but so many better songs by 3EB to me than this okay. one. Okay. What what's your top three? Um, well, at the risk of giving away my personal sound check, I guess. Uh, probably Blinded would be up there. Um, okay. Uh, Jumper. Ah, come and, on. And, That's played out. And Wounded. Okay, wounded is good. Wounded is good, thing. but jumper. It, it, I kind of lost it for jumper when Jim Carrey did it in um, Yes Man. I don't remember that in that movie. Yeah, he played it, and I uh, just kind of was like, "Ah, eh, I'm not into it anymore." I, I love the live version of Jumper. I've got uh, two live versions. The one I sent you. I got another one. I've been to four or five concerts. And I love Jumper live, so I think that's maybe what got me into it. Funny how. Yeah, Jumper. 
there's songs that you like. Are there songs that you do not care for, but you like live and vice versa? Because there are for me. No, I will never, unless I hear like, like an opening band at a concert Mm -hmm. and I do like them, then I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I'll buy that album. But rarely do I, um, like something in concert and not on album. Okay. All right. Yeah. For me, like the tragically hip have turned me on to some live songs that I absolutely love. And then I'll just skip through them on my phone when I hear them. Just skip right through. Oh, really? Yeah. Just the energy or whatever. And jumper is like that for me too. I just remember Jumper so good being live, so I, I like it. But this isn't my sound check. This it, is yours. So well, it's funny because um, there's not very many live albums on my on my iTunes. Oh, see, I got a lot. And yeah, yeah, it's tough for me to to really like something live, and that's why I'm, I was so pumped that when you gave me that Third Eye Blind live album because it's so good, and it's very rare for me that I like live stuff. So. Oh. Um, yeah, I've got yeah, so I, I, I've got a ton of live stuff on my phone. I almost prefer it. In some cases, I do. Yeah, so funny really? how that works. But uh, no, narcolepsy's good, absolutely. And like you said, every single fucking song on that debut disc of Third Eye Blind is is <sighs> amazing. So, dude, every I mean, I when you got the we got the concert tickets to go to that. I think I was I was obviously really excited, but Heather wasn't. You know, a huge. 3EB fan, and then she listened to it and went, and she really likes him now, but uh, mm-hmm. that was, man, that was a great concert. That was probably one of the, at least first or second for me in concerts. Yeah, uh, and we had good seats, too. I made you buy good seats. Yeah, you 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 are not scared to get really expensive seats when you no. go to concerts. No, I, I, I have the money now that I'm older, and it's so much better to me. The experience is so much better. So <laughs> It's funny, when I listen to some of that music, now on that album, I think of those two dudes that were at the concert in front of us that were dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's what I think about. All right. Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. We are going to go to commercial here. Listen to these folks from uh, Race Tech. Use the code PULPAMEX17 to save at the Race Tech suspension, racetech.com, or engines as well. And Michelin Star Cross 5. If you're, in a set, if you're looking for a set of tires and you want to stick to the track like glue, Get a set of Michelin Star Cross 5s. All right, listen to these commercials. We'll be right back with Chris Kiefer. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on Racer X. I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PULPMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right, if, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Racetech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Hi. 
Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet? You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. And we're back! Fly Racing Racer X Podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Quickly, Kiefer, your favorite fly racing product. Quickly. Light hydrogen pant. Quickly, your favorite Alpine Star protection product. Uh, A1 roost protector. All right. Good job. All right, sound check is continuing. We're going to go a little more aggro with this one. All oh, right. Here we go. All right. All right, here we go. Let's do it. So 
And that is, of course, Rage Against the Machine. Know your enemy. Man, that just makes me want to just break shit in the house and just start jacking shit up. Yeah, it kind of does. Are you, are, you, yeah. are you a rage guy at all? Ah, nah. I mean, I have some rage. I had this one. I have a couple others, but I wouldn't consider myself a rage guy. Yeah, 92, that whole album, man. Like, to me, like, this this is my racing music. When I'm getting ready to go race, or I'm going, you know, driving to a race, in my ears before I get high, rage is it for me because it gets me pissed off. It makes me pumped up. And I just, it's kind of like for me, what's that movie, Over the Top, where Rocky turns his hat around and he goes to arm wrestle? What's his name? <laughs> yes, so, Over the Top. Stallone? Yeah. Over the yeah. Top. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like my turning of my hat is rage. So, the um, nice emo Chris goes away and then pissed off, fuck you, Chris. Right. What do you listen to when you so, work out? Rage? Yeah, rage. Yep. And a lot, just a lot of rage and... Uh, so basically, I'm not going to give it away because the, the, the band's in this that okay. I listen to work out right. as well. Um, I love asking Rage people how they felt about Audio Slave. Uh, not not hating on it. Not too. I'm not going to go buy it. Yeah. But if if it's on the radio, I'm not turning it. You're all right with it. Yeah. I'm all right with it. All right. I, I know their music's a, a you know hugely political, and. I don't really look at their music. Well, I'm, I listen. Obviously, I listen to the lyrics, but you know, I know he's trying to send a message. But just, just more so of the the music itself is what I like. Yep, absolutely. All right, your next one, another controversial choice for me. But uh, again, it's yeah, your boy. sound check. So here we go. <laughs> Dissident. Oh, yeah. I think I was, uh, I don't know how old I was, but for all you younger people out there listening, you probably don't remember this shit, but there was a music place called The Warehouse, and 
you would know when an album was getting dropped, so you would stand in line the night before to get the album. And I was one of those guys um, that would get in line. I mean, they'd open at midnight for an X amount of time. I would get there at 10 p.m., ask my parents, hey, I need to go down to the warehouse because I really want this Pearl Jam album. Can't wait for it. And uh, I would drive my Ranchero down to the warehouse and stand in line for two hours, buy the album, put the CD in my bitchin'-ass long green faded Ranchero, and <laughs> sit in my driveway for two and a half hours and listen to the album. That's how I did it. Hold on. Now, you went to the midnight of this disc because so did I. Yeah, I did. This disc and uh, and Vitology. So. Yeah, I did too, man. That's crazy. I went, it was uh, um, HMV, called HMV in Canada. So. Yeah, so we, we had the warehouse and there was one other one. Um, I can't remember it, but mine was the warehouse. So, yeah, I would just skedaddle down there and then... Uh, Look, my dad would actually walk out, walk out at three in the morning. He'd see me out there in the driveway, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing out here?" And I'm like, "I'm listening to Pearl Jam," and he just walked back in. I, I don't want to bag on your sound check because it's your sound check, but I love Pearl Jam, and this doesn't make my top twenty either. You know? Well, like, here's the deal. Like, uh, what, what, yeah. what's your favorite Pearl Jam song? I, I, I don't want to mess your sound check up, but what's your favorite Pearl Jam song? Corduroy, Leash, Black. Okay, so Leash Leash was on my short Leash short list. <laughs> okay. So Leash was on there. I crossed it out. I had uh, Not For You. That was on there because I really liked that song. Um, and, of course, 10, the whole 10 album, another one that's all of it is really good. Um, and if, if I was a super fan of one, like as much as I'm a super fan of like Angels and Airwaves and Goo Goo Dolls, mm-hmm. Pearl Jam was my shit back in the day like that was all i listened to so i could have picked any any one of those on the 10 album um of course black i had so many <laughs> i figured my sound check was emo enough i didn't want to go in the stories that i had to listen to black with okay so yeah. I, I spared all you guys from that <laughs> but uh even even flow and honestly i crossed I crossed out Dissident and I put Release because I love yeah. Release. Yeah, love it. But I figured, man, my whole sound checks all this slow shit. So I go, what, you know, somewhat uppity song from Pearl Jam that I do like that I listen to the most? And you know how iTunes tells you what songs you listen to the most? Yeah. Um, and Dissident was the number one song I've listened to out of all the Pearl Jam songs. So wow. that's what I picked. Okay. See. Daniel Blair did this too. Like that's fine if it's all slow songs. Daniel Blair was like, ah, "I figured I would do this," and the, don't think about sound check. Just make the sound check. Just make I, it. I, and it, if it's it, all slow, I, it's all slow. I mean, and it's, uh, really, like I don't listen to that hard of music um, unless you know I'm working out or. I'm getting ready to go riding or just certain certain times, but all the other times in between is mellow music. So um, Heather wanted me to put country, and I'm like, I don't – Oh, boy. That's not my go-to. Yeah, so that's not something I'm going to to listen to. I go, I can't put country in my soundtrack. Not going to do it. <laughs> not going to have it. Not going to do it. No, but Pearl Jam 10 album was – What? That was What about uh, uh, Given to Fly? I'm see, I'm not a big given to fly. I don't like that song. What? 
Nah. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Never mind. Um, what sure. about Nothing Man? You like that song? Yeah. Better Man is better than Nothing Man, though. Really? Well, that's okay. What about now, Leash? And what? Oh, there's a song that was on a movie as well. I think Leash was on, and then, um, God, there was another one that was on that, that was really on the single soundtrack. Oh, well, State of Love and Trust. Oh, State of Love and Trust. That was, that was on my short list as yep. well. That was very good. All right. Your next selection, I think people will be not surprised by the band, but perhaps su- surprised by the selection of the song. Here we go. My friend of misery. Yeah, that's just that guitar riff, man. It grabs me, just like 
testing dirt bikes is kind of like a feeling. Like once you hear something, you get that feeling, and that's kind of where I I love Metallica. You know, everyone knows about the Christina thing with nothing else well, matters. Well, that's I what I was. That. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Like I was, I was thinking that was going to be your your pick. Yeah, and and I figured that. Well, people know that story, so let's not beat that up. You know, so I'm like, um, the other song that I go to, and when I listen to Metallica or I'm driving to see, you know, I'm driving to, to do something is, uh, you know, my friend of misery because I I recommend you and you have a good pair of uh, headphones at home. Yeah, yeah. You listen to music yep, on? Yep. Sit down in the couch, turn the lights down a little bit, put this song on, and I'm telling you, man, it sounds so good. Just really good. Like, just all of those instruments in the back right now that you hear sounds bitching. Must have been and, hard to pick a one Metallica song, huh? Yeah, so I had Fade to Black, obviously, on Ride the Lightning. I love that song. And, and Justice for Only has all kinds of good ones and one the song one was going to be my pick cross that out and then I listened to the black album the whole thing one night and uh, yeah I came up with my friend of misery that's what that's what I did so much thought into this I love it it's a good job and Metallica was the party like when we go out to bonfires because that's what we did in high school we didn't really go to houses for parties in the desert so all of you know us kids would go out to these bonfires that we would build out in the middle of the desert and people would open up their, their beater ass Toyotas, you know, and, and play Metallica. That's kind of what, you know, what I grew up on is Metallica. Did Halen come close to making your list? Cause I'll give everybody, there's one more <laughs> left and it's not Halen. <laughs> no, Halen wasn't even a glimmer in my eye. Wow. Okay. For all the yeah. things that we've got in common, that's, that's a big bridge we're going to have to repair. I can't wait to listen to yours and see what your one Halen song would be. I already got it. I already know what it is. There's, there is one that stands out. I'm not going to give it away, but there's one that stands out. And then uh, 64 are tied for second. So, 64? 64 different songs are tied for second. Oh, yeah. I uh, bet. All right. <laughs> your last song on the Soundcheck episode. This is another... I'm talking about the Van Halen differences we have. This is a great song, and uh, I'm really glad you picked it because it's a it's a random one for sure. Let's uh, let's take a listen.
Opening disc, August and everything after. It's the last track, but it is yep. good. I let it play longer because I love it. Well, I was, I was hoping you play the whole damn thing because now it's when it starts getting good. All right, let's do that. Let's go. just oh. do that song just do that uh, at the concert we were at that's it just do that dude i don't know man that it, just listening to it on the phone it it, it it grabs me man i love that scene when he's just you can just feel it you know you can really feel the emotion out of him yeah if he would have done it at the concert i would have been blown out the whole concert he didn't do anything great at the concert that we went to yeah he did nothing great nothing at all no Long December right. was good. I like this version of Long December, and that's about it. So, as many cross-outs or scratches that I've had on recently boot this, that second was between, you know, Goo Goo Dolls and the Counting Crows. I had, you know, a Long December, Daylight Fading. Yeah. I had Murder of One. I had Sullivan Street. I had Anna Begins. I had Round Two. I had so much. What like, about recovering the satellites from the second disc? Yes. That oh, too. that's good. That's a good one. Recovering the satellites is good. It's just, it's great driving music. I love, you know, when I've, I'm recovering the satellites reminds me of driving to Colorado. 
I just looped that whole album over and over again. Yeah, Adam is an amazing songwriter and singer, but he kind of like, um, you know, like uh, Angels and Airwaves, he kind of lost his way a little bit, I think. <laughs> just a little bit? <laughs> just kind of bummed out, like, because they're such a good band and you wanna, so many memories from, from them. You want to talk about a legendary coxman in Hollywood, Adam Duritz. Yeah, so he had Courtney Cox, uh, right? Jennifer Aniston. He did have Jennifer Aniston? Pretty sure he did. God, lucky for him. Yep. Um, you know, another good live album is The uh, Storytellers. You got that one? For Count of Crows? No. No, I don't. Yeah. I'll never buy yeah, another so live one to... ever that they ever do again. No, I saw them this in live concert. one's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the one we went to. VH1 Storytellers with County Crows is awesome. Um... All right, man. There it is. There's your sound check. And it took a long time, yeah, so everybody. I didn't bring you down too much, did I? What? I didn't bring you down too much with all no. that emo music. Nah, it's your sound check. Like I said, the, yeah, the, the 3EB and the Pearl Jam like are so they're good songs, but they're so far down my list, but that's what makes it your list. Yeah, no, it it same thing. I'm, I'm a big feeling type of guy with music, pianos, and all that stuff really gets into me and and a lot of these songs have, you know, special meaning. And it's funny because I try to get Heather on my level of it. Yeah. Just not quite like me. Like, I'll I'll tell her what the song means and I'll make her cry. That's my goal. Every time I have a song <laughs> that I like and it has, like, some good meaning, I'll go, okay, I'm paint a picture for her. I go, this is what's happening. And she starts crying. I'm like, yes, now you're into it. <laughs> Done. 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 Um, well, awesome, man. Yeah, I hope you had fun. It's good. I like it. No, I had a great time. Thank you. People are digging these for sure. So, um, nothing else matters did not make it to the shock of many. Nothing else matters did not make it because everyone knows that. And Christina totally, it's funny because she hit me up on uh, Facebook. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I mean, she doesn't know that I told the story, but yeah. like just randomly, yeah, she's like, oh, hey, like, what's up? I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a while. And I'm like, oh, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what's wrong? Why do you keep playing that song over and over? <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember twenty years ago when you just bailed on me? I wasn't good enough for you. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Awesome. Uh, Fly Racing, Alpine Star Protects. Thanks to those two companies. Thank you, people, for listening. Thank you, Chris Kiefer, KieferInkTesting dot com, and uh, more stuff on Pulpamex, of course, always. And uh, thanks for doing sound check, bro. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The 
Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pitch and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the